When it comes to breaking stereotypes, individuals, families and even communities in the well-educated, advanced society in Kerala are old-fashioned, orthodox and rigid. The transgender community in Kerala faces discrimination and ostracization even today, despite repeated efforts to protect them. A few weeks ago, trans women Nadira Mehran and Laya Maria Jason were chosen as the All India Students Federation Vice President and DYFI State Committee member respectively. Their achievement beating all odds is by no means a small one. On Manorama journalist Deepa Soman spoke to them to know more about their goals, aspirations and challenges. On today's episode of Newsbreak, Deepa joins us to speak of the issues faced by the community at large. Hi Deepa and welcome to the show. Thank you Harita. In your interview with the AISF vice president and the DYFI state committee member, what are the major challenges they highlighted as leaders from the transgender community? They highlighted quite a few matters like the absence of a proper protocol in place for the sex reassignment surgeries, then lack of properly implemented reservation processes in professional colleges and bodies like the PSC, then again proper implementation of ration cards, shelter schemes for them and the like. These were quoted as a few of the challenges they are dealing with at the moment. They also mentioned how it's important to keep stating that they are trans women. were placed in crucial positions to prove that they too can be successful if given the right opportunities right so both of them are strong advocates of reservation for the community do you feel that this is a fair demand on their part of course i do i think it's important to integrate them properly into the mainstream considering the discrimination they have been facing for a long time and they continue to confront even now and i think more states in the country will move in that direction it's only a matter of time considering that there is already a supreme court judgment for the same additionally karnataka has uh, already announced that they will provide reservation for the transgender people in all government services in tamil nadu andhra pradesh rajasthan also a few months ago the high courts had directed the state government to implement it soon So do you think uh, Nadira's and Leah's selection is the first step towards a greater political representation for the community? We have had uh, transgender people contesting elections in a few of our previous polls. Nadira's and Leah's selection can definitely be an important step and uh, more parties might follow suit at least considering how the community doesn't shy away from voting or other important social activities anymore. They don't fear to voice their concerns out loud be it about their health issues, societal inclusion, artistic pursuits, anything. So in this case too, I think it's just a matter of time. It's also, you know, a common practice for parent parties to pick members from their youth wing, DYFI and AIYF to contest in Lok Sabha, Rajya Sabha and Assembly polls. Both Laya and Nadira have been elected into positions in these youth organizations where they can influence candidate selection as well. It wouldn't be a surprise if they themselves are picked as candidates in the coming Lok Sabha and Assembly polls. But when you look at the society at large, it is still very backward when you come to accepting the LGBTQ community. So, how were uh, these trans women accepted at home? when nadira and leya chose to come out 
while laya said that proper and patient communication helped her parents accept her coming out right from the beginning it wasn't so for nadira she didn't go too much into the details of her struggles instead she chose to say that even without their support she proved to be a talented youngster who can take care of herself so she even added that the family support aspect isn't something that she worries too much about Let's look at the authorities now. There are still instances where uh, transgenders are booked by the police with prostitution charges. How do we change these perceptions especially on the part of authorities? The Supreme Court recently said that mistreating those engaging in prostitution can't be justified under any circumstances, isn't it? So, if at all a man, woman or transgender person is engaged in sex work, it doesn't look like legally the police can charge them anymore, at least legally. I would say that in itself is a big step. Now that they can't be charged, false prostitution charges also can't be raised, right? So regardless for those still looking at them through a conventional lens of orthodoxy, I don't think anyone can really help them unless they try to change their own myopic views. Those who are aware of the latest rulings can also use it to shield the trans community using the law from the small-minded ignorant lot. and with policy changes in place the trans community's dependence on prostitution could also be a thing of the past and then education opening up of job opportunities and wider societal acceptance should gradually wean the trans community away from sex work it's also important to implement kerala government's transgender policy effectively by forming the required loophole free rules for the same because only then will they really get the fruits of it all at a comprehensive level thank you deepa for joining us with that we come to the end of today's news break episode as always to the audience thank you for listening be sure to come back next week for more such episodes thank you